Hello, and welcome to the Discover Durham podcast, a podcast about the people that make Durham, North Carolina, such an amazing place to visit. I'm your host, Craig Carter, Discover Durham social media strategist. Did you know there's a curling facility in the Bull City? Yes, I'm talking about the winter sport where players slide stones across ice and guide them to a target with brooms. Well, our guest today certainly does. He is Trevor Gao, and he is a member and volunteer at Durham's Triangle Curling Club. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Craig. Thank you so much for having us here. Absolutely. So for those who aren't familiar with it, tell us about Triangle Curling. So Triangle Curling Club is a nonprofit organization, actually started in 1995. Uh, So we're all volunteer run and we're an organization dedicated to growing the sport of curling in North Carolina. And the way we do that is we have a dedicated curling facility and all that happens there is curling. Every night of the week, we run curling programs, mostly leagues, but also things like uh, tournaments and public events, learn to curls private events for businesses, all kinds of stuff to get the sport of curling out into the community. And uh, we have about 350 members at this point. Uh, We're one of three dedicated curling facilities in the South. The other is being in Charlotte and in the Atlanta area. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been growing since the facility opened in 2015. Okay, nice. So how did curling end up in Durham? So, like I said, in 1995 uh, is when we started. Uh, a couple came down from up north. They played uh, curling and wanted to continue that uh, in the Raleigh area. So they actually took out an ad in the newspaper asking for people interested in starting a curling club. So that first meeting happened in 1995. They found a, a hockey arena to get some ice time. They they met in the I think the winter of 1996 was the first actual curling game or stones thrown at least. Uh, And from there, it just kind of ran. The club had ups and downs over the next 20 years playing at four different hockey arenas until 2015 when the club opened its dedicated curling facility in South Durham. That membership has grown from about 70 in 2015 to over 350 now. So that dedicated facility really helped uh, just boost the numbers that we've had and our ability to uh, grow the sport in this area. Very cool. So how did you get into curling? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm from Texas. And to be honest, I knew curling existed, but I didn't know much more than that until a friend found an ad for a Learn to Curl event. Uh, This was right after the facility opened. And I said, sure, it sounds like a fun Friday night, do something different. It's certainly unique. And I had no idea how much it would change my life that night. Uh, We both did our learn to curl and we both still curl today. And uh, we really enjoy doing it. We do it around the world. Uh, We've been to different countries and many different states and participated in all kinds of curling events in that time. Very cool. So curling kind of had a big moment in 2018 where the USA men's curling team won gold. What effect did that have on the popularity of curling? Did it provide a lot of exposure to to triangle curling? Did you see the community grow because of that? Absolutely. Yeah, that 2018 gold medal was really special. So I had been curling about three years at that point. And we had a watch party at the curling club. And if you remember, that that gold medal game happened in the middle of the night. 
So everybody's in around one o'clock in the morning to watch that game. And uh, we had we had food and we had somebody making pancakes on the hot plate. And it was it was so special when that that five ender was made to essentially win the game for U.S. and watch the gold medal presentation. Every Olympics is a huge boon for every curling club. In fact, if you look at curling membership numbers at the typical club, not us, but the typical club, it's a sharp increase during the Olympics and then a very slow, maybe trickling throughout the next four years and then another sharp increase. Uh, so the Olympics every year is, is what the largest marketing event for the sport of curling is. Now, the gold medal just boosted that to the next level. For that particular year in 2018, after the Olympics, we brought nearly a thousand people through our building uh, and they all got to try curling for the first time. And of course, uh, a good number of those ended up as members and still curl with us today. That's great. If someone is interested in trying the sport, what do they need to know? Yeah, we always love to teach new members, uh, new people how to curl. Uh, it's a fun activity. It's athletic. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps your balance. And there's all kinds of adaptations that we can use to include pretty much everybody. Uh, we have wheelchair curling programs. We have kids up to seniors who are curling at our facility. So if somebody's interested in trying that, there's three different programs that they can get started with. One is our learn to curls, but we only run them two weeks out of the year. And those happen right before our leagues begin. So the whole goal of the learn to curls is to get somebody trained up enough to play in a league, and then they can join one of our leagues that are coming up. Other than the learn to curls, we have a program called pick up and pizza. It's similar to a learn to curl, but it runs a little more regularly throughout the year, usually on Saturdays. And the way those work is you come in and we have pizza catered for everybody. The, uh, we have full steam catering our uh, pizza. And then we curl. If you've never done it before, we'll do a brief lesson so you know how to have fun and, and do the activity. And then you jump right into a game. But if you're a repeat customer, then you'll just pair up with the other repeat customers and uh, get right into a game. So you don't have to go through that, that intro learning session every time. Nice. And then the third thing you can do is uh, we, we do many private events, maybe around 100 per year. And a private event is just, you know, you and your seven closest friends, up to 32 people can uh, book an event with us. And we provide everything you need, all the equipment, the instruction, the lessons, and we'll do some gameplay and then give you some socialization opportunities after that. Nice. So you mentioned wheelchair accessibility catering to different ages, looking at your website, hearing you speak, it seems like accessibility and diversity are very important to triangle curling. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's right. Um, our mission, you know, as a nonprofit, we have a mission statement and that is to grow the sport in North Carolina. And to us, that means growing in our community. So we want to, we, we want to match the community in terms of, you know, our, our population, our curling population. So uh, a few years ago, our DEI committee was formed to support those diversity efforts, and they've uh, done a few things such as uh, set up a gender-neutral changing area for, for non-binary and, and anyone wanting to use that space. The club is also ADA certified, so like I said, we fully support wheelchair curling, which is a Paralympic sport. The DEI committee has also done things like update our 
code of conduct to use inclusive language, but also inclusive expectations for our members to, to support anybody who wants to be a member uh, at our facility. Okay, very nice. How does your season run? So our season is everything but the summer. So it starts uh, early September is when we install the ice. And then we run an event called the Over Under Bonspiel. A Bonspiel is a curling tournament. That happens at the end of September. And then our leagues begin for the fall. They run through December. And then we have a short break for the holidays. And then start up in January again with Learn to Curls, a new session of leagues. And then our season ends at the end of April with the Carolina Classic Bonspiel curling tournament. And we take out the ice in early May. The summer off-season gives our volunteers a chance to take a break, but also there's plenty of curling tournaments during the summer that happen elsewhere, other other curling clubs. And so anybody that wants to stay up on their skills can uh, go and, and participate in those. Nice. Is it an interest thing? Is it a weather thing as to why it's closed during the summer? Yeah, that's a good question. The, the competitive season matches roughly uh, our season. But uh, part, part of it is weather. People say it must be expensive to keep that ice in over the summer, which is true. It's definitely a lot more expensive to keep it over the summer. However, I think the biggest reason we, we take that summer off is just to give the volunteers a break. There's an incredible amount of work that goes into running the business and many, many hundreds and hundreds of volunteer hours and a lot of organization goes into keeping the business running very smoothly and growing the sport. So having that summer break is really important for everybody to just take that time off, take a breather, and uh, and we'll be back in the fall. Very nice. So you mentioned the bond spiels. What are some other big events that we should look forward to through April and the rest of the year? Yeah, that's a good question. There's two events coming up for the rest of the year that are going to be large events. Uh, So the first one is called the GNCC Open Championship. And that is a new tournament that is going to be moving around to different curling clubs in the GNCC. GNCC stands for the Grand National Curling Club of America, I think. And the GNCC is just the name of our East Coast curling region. So most clubs on the East Coast of the United States belong to the GNCC. So we're hosting their open championship. And open just means in this case that there's no restrictions on gender or age or anything else. Anybody can put a team together and participate in this championship. So we're hosting that in late March. And then about a month later, we'll be hosting the Carolina Classic, which is another open bond spiel. And this is ours. We host it every year. Uh, And we bring in teams from all across the U.S. and several from Canada. Uh, It will be 32 teams, so that's 128 players. And it lasts from Thursday evening all the way through Sunday afternoon. There's food and there's curling and there's all kinds of activities going on. And it's kind of like a three and a half day party. Nice. What are some of your favorite experiences or notable experiences you've had over the years? I have curled in 101 different bond spiels in the last eight years. Uh, there are too many wonderful experiences across all of those tournaments to, to list here. But, you know, anytime I, I win an event, that's always really special. 
I've curled a few times overseas. There's a friend of mine that that is a travel agent and organizes these trips for curlers to various places, and I've joined their trips, and they're so much fun. Uh, One was to Italy, one was to Poland. I'd say the number one thing, though, that keeps me coming back is the community around curling. The community is very positive. I consider it like instant friends. Whichever city I go to, if there's a curling club there, I have friends there. In fact, a number of times I've been traveling for another purpose for work or something, and there's a curling club. So I reach out to them and I say, hey, I'm going to be in town. Is there a way I can play? A night I can spare on? I would like to just meet everybody, see, see the club. And the answer is always yes. Come on by and bring your shoes and we'll put you on a team. Very cool. I would love to talk about the fashion in curling, especially the pants. Um, Could you talk about uh, curling fashion? Why is it so kind of flamboyant? And uh, what goes into choosing a great pair of curling pants? Yeah, the pants. The pants are are, are really cool. So fashion is interesting. If you go out any night and, you know, look at the people who are curling, some people are in, you know, a T-shirt and thin pants, maybe even shorts. And other people are bundled up to the nines. It's just funny, the diversity of, of clothing you see out there. So a lot of people just want to express themselves and have fun. In fact, it was the Team Norway that sort of started the whole crazy pants trend several Olympics ago. Most of the pants we wear are technically golf pants because, well, curling pants is in a huge market. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, as long as you're comfortable, wear what you want to wear. I mean, do you like plaid? Do you like argyle? Do you want to support like a, a sports team? Uh, we have a, a member, Chris, who loves pineapples. So, of course, he has a pair <laughs> of pineapple pants. <laughs> nice. So uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else that we didn't talk about or anything else you'd like to add? Curling is just one of those things that I had no idea what I was stepping into. And I'm so glad that I did. And I encourage everybody to try it. Worst that can happen is you don't like it, but best that can happen is it can change your life for the better. So come on out and learn how to curl and who knows? Yeah, nice. So if they want to find your facility, sign up for classes, learn more about it, what do they need to know? Yeah, so we have a website that we try to keep really up to date with all the latest info and events. Trianglecurling.com is how you visit that. Uh, You can also email us, info at trianglecurling.com, and one of our hundreds of volunteers will get back with you. And like I said, we have lots of programs for for everybody from juniors up to whatever. We're also trying to grow a college program. So the college curling program is going to be on Saturdays this season. It's not quite figured out yet, but soon look at the website and, and you'll be able to find the college events on Saturdays. And if people are a little bit hesitant about trying it, maybe it seems a little bit intimidating or can they just come and watch? Absolutely. Uh, We allow spectators for any of our events, whether it's a league or a tournament. I especially suggest if you're going to come to spectate, uh, look out for that GNCC Open Championship or the Carolina Classic. Come and see what that's all about. Just email us at info at trianglecurling.com to let us know you're coming so we can have somebody to meet you and kind of talk to you. But our address is 2310 So High Drive, and that's so high like Southern High School. Uh, Well, thank you, Trevor, for taking the time to speak with us. Really enjoyed the conversation. 
Thank you, Craig. I really enjoyed coming in and talking to you this morning. Absolutely. If you're a visitor in town, make sure to stop by our Visitor Info Center at 212 West Main Street for personalized recommendations of things to do. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. To follow us on social media, search for Discover Durham. Thank you to American Underground and Earfluence for hosting us in their podcast studio. And a special thank you to Black Space and Zone for our music. I'm Craig Carter with Discover Durham. Thank you for listening.